Hey guys, welcome back to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast hosted by Kelsey and Brian Halverson. This is a couples podcast where we dive into all things pop culture with our own special twist. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Happy Halloween. We are recording with our little pumpkin, Kira, and her little pumpkin costume. Funny story about that, actually. So we had a whole little family costume planned. I was going to be Catwoman, Kira was going to be Wonder Woman, and Brian was going to be, you know, Batman or something like that. Um, so we bought a Wonder Woman costume for Kira, and her arms don't fit through the armholes. I mean, she's just, she's so small. Everybody we talked to is like, oh, she's so tiny, she's so tiny. But, like, her body is so oddly shaped. It was a medium, and she didn't fit into it. And I'm not body shaming you, Kira, but I just am a little surprised. She's 34 pounds. 36 34 pounds at the back. Regardless, she's a cute little pumpkin, and she's got her hood of her little pumpkin outfit is the stem, and it's adorable. I'm over here triggered. I stole a package of two Starbursts out of our candy bowl on our way downstairs to record, and I got two oranges, and I'm not happy about it. Maybe that's karma for breaking into the Halloween candy. Why would you put two oranges in a package? Our trick-or-treaters don't even come until 5.30. And we've already broken into the to the candy stash. Well, speaking of candy, a large portion of this episode is candy-related. Because to be honest, yes, Halloween is about the costumes... And all of that, but it is also about stealing candy from your children. We don't have children, but we imagine all of you do steal candy from your children, because I know my mom did. And you steal it from your siblings, because I know I did. So, I wanted Brian to come up with his top five favorite Halloween treats from when he was a kid. And then I did the same, obviously. And then our top five least favorite Halloween treats. And I already know that one of Brian's least favorite was on my top favorite. So if you listen to last week's episode when I quizzed my mom, my sister, and my wife on me. <laughs> that sounds funny. Um, my mom made a comment like, she's older, so she forgot more. Well, that's how I felt when you asked me this question. because. I haven't trick-or-treated in, like, 20 years, but I think I got a good top five. That's interesting. I wonder, I think my last year of trick-or-treating, I want to say it might have been, huh, it's so hard to think about. I want to say I was at least in middle school when I stopped trick-or-treating, 
And I remember the last year doing it, like, I kind of thought to myself, oh, like, am I too old to be trick-or-treating? You know, like, I mean, in, like, middle school. But, like, I don't know. It was a safe thing you could do with your friends and me and my neighbors. So the girl that lived next door to me, she was my age, and then her brother was Jacob's age, my little brother's age. And so the four of us did, like, everything together. So we would just go trick-or-treating. I mean... For me, that was still fun in middle school, but I now I think about like kids these days, and I bet like middle schoolers do not go trick or treating. Okay, so do you want my top five? Yes, I do. So my favorite candy bar as a kid it was Baby Ruth, and that's in my top five for sure because it wasn't a very common Halloween candy. So when I did get it in my bag, it was super exciting. Then I have Milky Way, Starburst. Skittles and Twix. So not much has changed. Um, I would say I don't like Milky Ways as much as I used to. Back then they were um very basic caramel and chocolate. So that was sweet for you know a kid. Like you don't have to go get out of your comfort zone to eat a Milky Way. Um not that <laughs> not that any of these are like that. I was just gonna say you don't go out of your comfort zone with any food, really. But I would put Twix above Milky Way now. I think I like Twix. I, I'm positive I like Twix more than Milky Way now. Mine are, number one, and this is probably still my number one, is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Obviously. I think the pumpkins are awesome too, but obviously that's a new development. They didn't have the Reese's Pumpkins when I was a kid. Number two, Whoppers. I love Whoppers. I still will. I mean, you don't come across them very much except for for Halloween, but I stole a bunch of Whoppers out of my niece's um, candy collection last time I visited. Kit Kats, Avi, still a favorite. They come out with new flavors all the time, and I would gain like 400 pounds if I gave in to my instincts every time and bought the new flavors when I found them. This one's going to throw everybody through a little loop here, but Krabby Patty gummies. Do you guys remember getting those? The little burgers that were made out of gummies and you could take them apart? Brian's just staring at me. I. We are four years apart. Well, we're like three and a half years apart, but. I had one for the first time like a month ago. They're neat, right? They had pizza ones too, little pizza gummies. Yeah, they're neat. I mean, not a top five Halloween candy neat, but neat. And that like wasn't something that you could steal out of your brother's candy without them noticing because like you only got like two or three of them in your bag. And so like, well, let me just list my fifth one. Then I'll go into this ramble here, but. My fifth one is Reese's Pieces. Like, any way I can get a Reese's in different forms, I'm down for. But we used to always come home. We'd take the pillowcases, right? So we get our pillowcases really full of candy because who even uses bags anymore? Like, actual, like, trick-or-treating bags. No, you use a pillowcase. It's the way to go. We'd fill up our pillowcases. We'd get home, dump them out on the carpet, and we'd count like how many pieces we had and then we would do trades so like these Krabby Patty gummies were like a rarity so obviously like you know if you have three of them so if I tried to take one you obviously would know that I took it did you guys do any of that not for Krabby Patty gummies but I'm sure we I did mean, trading but in general 
I think we actually might have combined all of our candy. What? That's <laughs> is that crazy? I feel like feel like we might have. I'd have to ask. I feel like that is crazy because like I feel like that's not fair. If I had to combine my candy with Kyle and Jacob, I would literally go in there and just take everything I want on day one when nobody was looking. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember. I do remember Jacob's hiding spot. Jacob used to always put it in the top of his closet, on like the top shelf of his closet. And every year, he never changed his hiding spot, which is so stupid because I knew exactly where his candy was every year. You hear that, Jacob? If you trick or treat this year, hide that candy somewhere else. (laughs) Jacob's what, 26? Okay. What about your bottom five candies? These were actually easier to think about than my top five. I hated, I still hate, but I hated Sour Patch Kids. Anything sour, I'm not interested in. Um, Popcorn balls, does anyone like those? They had them at the grocery store this year, and Brian was like, no, we're not doing that to those kids. Whoppers. I can't believe that Whoppers are one of your top five candies. They taste like, they're like chalk. They're not like chalk. It's like chocolate chalk. No, they're not. And in fact, when you were talking about Whoppers, you brought up Milk Duds, saying that Milk Duds were bad. Milk Duds are at least chewy and like enjoyable. Whoppers are hard, and then when you break into it, it's like a chalk ball. No, you like let them sit in your mouth, and then it just all melts away. It's so good. No, gross. Um, Good and Plenty, which was like that purple and white... Like Mike and Ike's Mike and Ike's type licorice, black licorice type tasting. I love black licorice. And then Smarties because I would only eat the white ones. I didn't like the, they were very sweet or sour or I don't know, sweet or sour. Whatever the freaking word is to describe Smarties, that candy had it in spades and I didn't like it. Very sweet. Very sweet. My bottom five are Milk Duds, so that's funny you say that, way too chewy, and barely, like, had even, they didn't just didn't have a pleasant taste. Dots, I still hear people say, like, when there's, like, a mixture of candy, they're like, ooh, give me the dots, and I'm like, who would seek out dots? Tootsie Rolls, don't even get me started. There's nothing wrong with a Tootsie Roll. Yes, it's not awesome but it's not like a gross candy it's just it's just there you it's know, like, like a filler the flavored ones they have like the vanilla and the lime and the lemon i like those but og plain tootsie rolls no thank you one time we got um some treat bags at work and tootsie rolls were one of the things that were in the treat bag and like that's when I realized, like, everyone at my work wasn't a big fan of Tootsie Rolls. So we combined all of our Tootsie Rolls and gave them to the one person <laughs> that liked Tootsie Rolls. Caramel Apple Pops. The fact that, like, they still sell these as just an individual candy and people buy these, I do not understand. And Bit O Honey. And every time I bring up Bit O Honeys, nobody knows what I'm talking about. But those were always, like, the one thing left in the bags. Like, we, none of us would eat those. 
instead of making our way through all of our Halloween candy and just sucking it up and eating those, those literally went in the trash every year. And I don't know who would even buy those. I don't even know if you can still buy those. I've never seen them in stores. But I can picture it. It's a yellow and a red wrapper. Ugh, disgusting. So these are obviously our opinions, but I was curious as to what the top 10 Halloween candies are. And I'm talking candy, so not just bars, but like treats in general. And I found this um, ranker.com list, and it's voted on by like people that come to the website. So this is like the general public's votes. So on this website, there's over 6,000 voters on this alone, and there's over 117,000 votes. So it's pretty, pretty valid. Number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So everybody else is on the same page as me. 3,535 votes. Number two, Kit Kat. Once again, everyone's on the same page as me. I think those are both very... We're actually handing out Kit Kats and peanut butter cups today. I think we're handing out a majority of these, to be honest. Number three is Twix. Brian's favorite. Also in our treat bowl today. Number four is Snickers. I think we have Snickers. But sometimes... And I know, obviously, with the peanut butter cups, this is an issue, too, but... Sometimes I get nervous with any peanut candies because I just don't know. I don't know. I don't. Peanut allergies are so common. Like, and obviously these kids know when they go up to the door, but I just feel bad. Number five, peanut butter pumpkins. Now that they're a thing. Peanut butter cups made it with two different versions. Obvi. They're delicious. Number six, M&M's. Come on. I mean, they're pretty common. They're not my favorite. They're common, but who includes M&M's in their top five candies in general? Like, My mom loves peanut M&M's. I don't know. Maybe that's a me thing, but M&M's are just kind of, again, they're like Tootsie Rolls. They're filler. I feel like M&M's are good if they're one of the like specialty M&M's. Like, I love peanut butter M&M's. Love them. My mom loves peanut M&M's, and they're always coming out with the new flavors. But, I don't know, like just plain M&M's? Take it or leave it. Number seven, Reese's Pieces. My favorite movie snack. Number eight, Hershey bars. Who is handing out Hershey bars? Ryan Merritt. (laughs) (laughs) We had some friends over last night for, like, a little Halloween get-together. And he said, didn't he say that he felt like that was the most popular Halloween candy? Most, well, that's what he put down as his guess. We played Halloween trivia, and that's what he guessed as the most popular Halloween candy. Um, And then his justification was that it's number one selling candy bar of all time, which... I didn't really disagree with him um, because I think it's like the OG candy bar, but he was he was very adamant about it. So yeah, he he might be handing out Hershey bars today. 
Number nine, Nestle Crunch. And the only thing I think of when I think of Nestle Crunch is that that was always the candy in the Lunchables. Yeah, that's a pretty classic candy bar, though. I feel like that's always, that's like the only time I really see that candy bar is like when I see a Lunchable. (laughs) And number 10, and this is a candy bar that Brian refused to even buy because he thinks they're so gross. Butterfingers. Oh, Butterfingers suck. I like Butterfingers. I don't think that they're fantastic. They're so dry and hard. I kind of wonder what is inside of it. What is that supposed to be? You don't even know. It's disgusting. It doesn't, it's not like a nice chewy caramel. It's like a hard, it's a crunchy candy bar that doesn't even taste that good. How does Butterfinger make the list over like uh, Three Musketeers, which I don't particularly like either, but it's better than a Butterfinger. Milky Way is not on the list. Well, Three Musketeers is number 16, and Milky Way is number 12. So, I mean, we were getting there. But number 11 is Hershey's Kisses. When do you get a Hershey's Kiss in your Halloween bag? I'm going to argue with that one. It's a good thing we're not going past 10, because I feel like our opinions are going to get stronger past the 10 mark. We should have stopped at 9. Because <laughs> of Butterfinger? They're not even that bad. Yes, they're not good. There's nothing good about a Butterfinger. When have you ever been like, oh, I'm craving a Butterfinger? I mean, now that we're talking about them, I guess now. No. No. If I took you to the store to buy a candy bar, if I took you to the store to buy a Butterfinger, you'd walk in there and buy a different candy bar. Guarantee it. You'd find something next to the Butterfinger that is like, oh, no, that's probably better. Speaking of Halloween traditions... We had a little Halloween get-together last night, and, like, I was thinking about it. I really didn't go to, like, a lot of Halloween parties as a kid. I mean, I would say for the most part, you know, you trick-or-treat, and then there was a couple of, like, little Halloween parties we'd go to. I feel like I always really liked handing out candy with my parents. And, I mean, we didn't go too crazy, but, like, your mom used to, like, dress up as a witch and stuff, right? Oh, my mom really got into Halloween. She would dress up like a witch. She would play like scary music coming from the house. She would have awesome decorations out in the front yard. But then her candy that she would give out because she was a witch, she'd have um, like my dad's outdoor charcoal grill. It looks like a big like witch's, what do you call it, like a witch's pot. And she would have those little huggy juice boxes. So that was her witch's potion. So that she'd give out kids like a like a huggy juice box. And she had like a coffin that my Uncle Rod would pop out of as a vampire to scare the kids. It was very, yeah, it's a very cool setup. I would literally poop myself if I went to a house and somebody popped out of a coffin. Me and Brian were walking Kira the other day down our street. And one of our neighbors had these two things set up. One was like this inflatable. And the other thing was like this um, werewolf looking thing. So I like looked at Kira and I was like, wow, Kira, thanks for protecting us because she wasn't barking at this werewolf thing. And I feel like as a dog, this thing looked real like it would scare you. This thing was taller than us. It was like seven feet tall. We walked by it and apparently it is motion detected. So it like roars and like I don't even remember what it did because I was so terrified. 
I jump like 40 feet in the air. Kira jumps. Kira's barking. I'm screaming. And I swear these people, like, you know they probably, like, have a camera set up to, like, catch people's reactions. Well, they must have gotten in trouble or something because they had to move it up by their door. Then I was, like, walking by the other day, and they had Amazon packages. And I'm like, this poor Amazon driver that probably (laughs) wanted to go put packages on this guy's porch. Can you imagine? I would just like drop your stuff if that happened to me. Like I would just throw your stuff and be like, okay, bye. Like That thing scared Kira so much that when we walked by there the other day and the werewolf was back on the porch, she was like barking incessantly as we walked past it. It was perfect timing though because you were just making fun of her like, oh, I'll Kira, you're not going to even protect us. And then, and they both freaking... They were out of there. They were out of there. I I flinched. I didn't scream. Kelsey screamed. It's funny that I have that kind of reaction since, like, when we watch scary movies, like, I am, like, full-on attention, not missing a thing, just eating popcorn as if I'm watching a Disney film. And then you are hiding behind your hat the whole time. Yet when I'm actually approached with a real-life situation, I'm such a baby. Well, speaking of Halloween traditions, I thought we could wrap up this kind of shorter episode. And yes, it is going to be a shorter episode. Um, This week, we have trick-or-treaters coming, and we have to get ready for them. Um, That being said, unrelated to this week, another thing we did today is we actually recorded next weekend's episode. And guys, I'm so excited. We had a special guest. She is um, from my hometown. Her name is Julianne. She is going to be racing in the Iditarod this year or next year. It's March of 2022. She's going to be mushing a um, dog sled team in the Iditarod, which is, quote, the last great race. We don't want to go into it too much, and we don't want to give too much away about the episode because it was so, so good. We love doing these interviews with people, but, like, there was something about this interview that just, like, I don't know. It was such an interesting conversation. There's just so much we didn't know. And I love, like, going into something with not a lot of knowledge and then leaving and just feeling like I learned so much. Um, We are going to be putting a lot of Facebook information over the next week on our Facebook Um, there's something that we want to do and we want to include you guys in it. So please do check the Facebook for that information. Um, yeah, this is just a way that you guys can kind of team up with us to better support Julie who did this interview with us. So, um, definitely check our Facebook for that information, but back to Halloween. (laughs) So speaking of Halloween traditions, I know I've said that like three times now. Brian cannot wait to edit that. Um, I have Never Have I Ever, Halloween edition. We're going to do just five fingers. Um, And I'm going to kind of randomly grab a question here from my list. Um, So that way I'm not just going down this list. But I found like different things that are like, whether they're traditional or things you used to do for Halloween. And I'm going to go through the list, and then if Brian and I have done it, we will put a finger down. And then um, 
at the end, the first person to be out of fingers, I'm not really sure if you'd be a winner or a loser, because I feel like you'd be a winner in life. You experienced a lot of things, but I guess I guess you'd be the winner, right? Yes. First one out's the winner. So play, play along at home with us and let us know if you beat us. All right. So we've got our five fingers, literally. You have been TP'd or egged on Halloween. So you haven't done it, but it's been done to your house. I have not. I have to think. On Halloween itself, I don't think so. The big thing back where I'm from was we called it gate night. It was the night before Halloween when all that stuff happened. Does that count? Um, I'm going to say no. Then I'm not putting the finger down. You own Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. I do not. Do you? I do not either. I mean, we as a couple do not own it. And then I don't think at home that we owned it either. That is funny, though. That was one of Brian's trivia questions from last night. So Brian came up with a really cool trivia game. He had like a music clip at one point. I was very impressed. You may have missed your calling. Just host trivia nights. I mean, we kind of do host trivia nights. We do this podcast, but. Okay, so, so far we both have five fingers still. You have ever bobbed for apples. I actually have too, which is funny because I'm allergic to apple skin, but that was kind of an allergy that I developed at like 14. So I have done that and it's not easy. I don't think the CDC would appreciate that game right now. <laughs> oh, 100% not. Hey, that was one of your trivia questions, too. I made this list yesterday. So, like, it's just so funny that, like, literally your trivia questions are so related to this. So me and Brian both put a finger down for that. Made up your costume on the day of Halloween. 100%. Absolutely. I actually, the night before our party, made Brian's costume. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually want to shout out Sarah Thiel. Um, She's from my hometown. She posted on Facebook a picture of her son's costume that she made, and he went as a serial killer. So he had like a bloody shirt with those little mini cereal boxes taped on it that had some blood on it, and so serial killer. And I didn't have a costume yet, and Kelsey's like, oh, I can make that. So, yeah, shout out to Sarah for giving Kelsey the idea, and Kelsey, thank you for making me the costume. I did learn, though, that fake blood doesn't really dry. Doesn't really dry. So that was fun. We are both sitting here with three fingers up. Instead of walking around your neighborhood, your parents drive you to all their friends' and relatives' houses. Oh, no, we definitely, I had a sweet neighborhood to trick-or-treat. In fact, people would get driven to our neighborhood and dropped off in Yale to trick-or-treat in Yale. I would walk around our neighborhood, and then sometimes I would go with my friend Emily, who lived in a different neighborhood. So my parents would take me to, like, her house. But, like, I don't really think that that counts, because once we got there, we walked around all the houses. So I'm going to keep my fingers up for this one. So if you have been driven around, you put a finger down? Yes. I don't think I have been. 
You and a friend or sibling have dressed up together as some kind of theme. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. We had to do... <laughs> I mean, which year? We were the Wizard of Oz, where Bobby Joe was Dorothy, I was Toto the dog. I feel like at least half the years of my childhood, I had a costume that correlated with my siblings or my cousins. I can't remember. Maybe as like... I don't even think as kids we ever did any coordinated costumes like a lot of times my mom would take us to party city and then like we got to just pick what we wanted to be and the costumes were always so expensive so like sometimes if you were like the same size the next year and you really liked your costume my mom would heavily encourage you to use it again um I don't even think I ever did a couple's costume until like a few years ago you went as like a doctor and I went as a nurse I mean, nothing crazy creative. No, we did the Ghostbusters. Oh, we did do Ghostbusters. How could I forget that? So, yeah, I mean, but not as a kid. No, no, when you're kids. like. Okay. Did you... Do you ever hear my Uncle Jimmy or Trevor call me Toto? Yes, I have. That is because we all went as the Wizard of Oz one year and I was Toto the dog. I'm actually, I mean, I would be shocked if you said no to this one with the way your mom is with costumes and all that stuff. And even now, like, she'll always be like, okay, for Christmas, everyone's going to wear pajamas. It's like everything's very coordinated. Parents enforced a rule about how much candy you could have. No. Yes. I mean, definitely, like, the first night, it's like, okay, you can have three pieces before you go to bed. I would say after that, it's pretty flexible, but, like, obviously, sometimes, like, we'd be about to eat dinner, and we'd go for, like, our candy stash, and my mom would be like, uh, no, after, if you'd like. Nope. Your parents check candy for razor blades. Nope. We would look for open candy. I remember that was, like, a thing. Like, if the bag was open, like, if the bag that the candy was inside was open, my dad would kind of be like, eh, maybe we just toss this one. I don't think it was because of razor blades. I mean, I think it was just because it was open and probably touched by somebody, which is kind of gross. Yep, nope. So, I'm down to two fingers and you're down to two fingers. Okay. Ever dressed as a food item? I don't think so. Huh. What items of food do people go as? I could, like, pizza and stuff? French fries? I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, Brian's going down a finger. Had your mom make you a costume? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, probably. She has probably 30 homemade costumes saved still because she's saving them for grandkids. Um, yes, <laughs> she's made a, she's handmade a lot of costumes. I think that we used to like put things together. Like I'd have a black dress and then my mom would take me. We'd get like a black witch hat to go with the black dress that I already had. But she never as far as I can recall, ever, like, sewed me a costume or, like, painted something or, you know what I mean, like, made me a costume. Um, 
However, and this is probably why she never did, she used to safety pin my um, badges onto my Girl Scout vest (laughs) instead of sew them on. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, it might just be an acquired skill. But to give her a shout out, she did make a lot of things for my wedding, and I was quite shocked at her abilities. And she also did have to sew some costumes for me for my immersion program in school. Um, We used to do like Hispanic heritage stuff. So she did have to make me costumes for that. So, you know, she had some skills. She just pick and chose when she wanted to use them. So, Brian, you are down to one finger, right? Okay. And I'm down to two. You have dressed as a Disney character. Yep. Who? Pocahontas. Quite a few times. (laughs) The Wizard of Oz isn't Disney, right? I don't think so. No, I think they're MGM. They had the lion at the beginning. I don't think I've ever gone as a Disney character. That honestly doesn't really surprise me because I don't feel like you ever really watched a lot of Disney movies as a kid. Yeah, I'm keeping my finger up. Have worn an older sibling's costume from a previous year. Yes. I was going to say that you actually have to say yes, even as an adult, because the Ghostbuster costume that you referred to earlier, that was your sister's. Which she also handmade. She makes some incredible costumes. I just have to ask, because this is one of them, too, but obviously you've already lost slash won, depending on how you see it. Um, Did you and your sibling ever dress up at the same thing in the same year? Yes. What was it? Uh, one year she dressed as, and this is not, <laughs> we'd get canceled for this now, but we all dressed up as Native Americans. So yeah. we were like three, four, and six. I mean, I guess I could, i probably be canceled too, because I went as Pocahontas, which is a Native American princess or Disney character. See, I had two brothers, so like, I don't know. We never wanted to go as the same things. I mean, we just were never on the same page with stuff. We all had different interests in movies. And there was a couple of years where Kelsey just went as a soccer player. And it just meant that I put on my jersey (laughs) and a pair of soccer shorts that I already had, obviously, because I was playing soccer at the time. So Yeah, I also went as as Barry Sanders one year because Brady had a Barry Sanders jersey and shoulder pads and so I wasn't, I don't think I was a Lions fan at the time, but I'm pretty sure I went as Barry Sanders. The jersey one was always easy. You throw on a jersey, you throw on whatever pants you need, and you call it a day. My memory is so hazy, though. Like, I can't think if I'm picturing me in these costumes or just Brady. Yeah, it is kind of crazy to think about. There's some that stick out in my mind. Like, um, there was that movie Josie and the Pussycats, and I had a Josie outfit, and I'm pretty sure I wore that two years in a row because I liked it so much. Um, So there's definitely some that stick out for sure, but I don't know. I'll have to go through memory lane and look at some pictures next time I'm home. All right. Well, I hope you guys have the best Halloween. We cannot wait to see 
all the little kiddos in their costumes and hand out candy. Um, that's one of me and Brian's favorite things to do now. I mean, the party was fun last night, but to be honest, I just love the atmosphere of our neighborhood. Everyone sits outside, all the neighbors talk to each other, and we just, I don't know. It's really nice to like know that things like that have not changed over the years. Our neighborhood reminds me of my neighborhood growing up in terms of how lit the trick-or-treating is. We're going to get about probably 200 trick-or-treaters tonight, and that's how it was back where I grew up. Me too, honestly. Like, even though we grew up in such different areas, like I grew up in a city and you grew up in a small town, it was still always the same thing. So many trick-or-treaters, all the neighbors would be outside. It's like a social event, so. And as we wrap up, once again, guys, we do have another interview next week for the episode, like we had said before. Um, you know, even if you don't know a lot about dog racing, when we went into it, we didn't know a lot about it. And I say dog racing as in like dog sled racing, obviously. You just, we learned so much. And, you know, when we did Title Town, we learned so much about making beer that like, I love doing these episodes. Like, you just leave so filled with knowledge and there's just so much that you couldn't even imagine. Like, Yeah, I thought I knew a good amount about the race but there's just so much that goes into it it's gonna make following the race which is something that i haven't done since i learned about it back in elementary school um we're both gonna follow it it's gonna be fun because we know everything that she's doing you know from checkpoint to checkpoint and all this stuff again i don't want to go too much into it um i don't want to spoil it i don't want to get off tangent but just listen next week it's it's probably one of the favorite episodes it's probably one of the favorite it's probably one of my favorite episodes we've recorded so far. I definitely agree with that. And hey, March of 2022 is my 30th birthday. Brian, want to take me to Alaska? <laughs> I'm like partially kidding, but like actually not. So like we said, that we're going to be posting some things on Facebook and there's going to be some information on how you can join up with us and, um, you know, maybe do something on behalf of our listeners and on behalf of us to really help support these dogs and these mushers. Have a safe Halloween. Um, if you're going out, please, please, please be safe. If you're handing out candy, please, please, please save some for the children. Brian. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.